Hey there, this is Matt. And Sam. And this is Peace Love Grapefruit. The podcast that has nothing to do with grapefruit. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Peace Love Grapefruit. This episode was previously recorded a week prior to you listening to it. We hope you enjoy this episode. And before we start, we'd like to bring you over to a commercial break. That way, you can listen to the rest of the episode without any interruptions. Enjoy! And as always, we appreciate you. Hi, Matt. Hi, Sam. Not sure when this recording will start, but you know, every episode it's real fun to just hear hear me wonder when the recording's going to start. So, mm-hmm. hi, grapefruits. <laughs> hey, grapefruits. I hope you're saying hi back to us. We can't hear you, but you know. I thought no. No. I thought yeah. I heard something. It must have I, just I been the too. ghost. Yeah, probably just the ghosts. Um, so Matt, I like your shirt. It's very nice. Very Thank suspicious. you. It's very um mm-hmm. I was going for the I was going for a summer look today. I'm ready for the summer. It's good. It's freezing out though, but But last week we had like fifty five by me, so that's like People were on the beach. They were swimming, ready to go. No, so. not okay with it. 55 I like your shirt. It says, look. Oh, my gosh. That's good advice because if you look back while you're, like, moving forward, you might not fall. Yep, yep. My shirt, Grapefruit, says, uh, look forward, not back. Um, because I bought it from a store called Bandu. <laughs> and... Okay. I liked it. I said, hey, I like, I like that message. I could I could really get behind that. Um, back in anger, like Oasis said. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, watched Borat's subsequent movie film last evening. And <laughs> Matt is shaking his head at me. Um, okay. So, hot take. Maybe not a hot take. I love Sasha Baron Cohen um, as an actor. I think he's fantastic. And I think I I mostly enjoy him in serious roles. Um, like, I really enjoyed Spy on Netflix mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other films that he's done. Um, we watched The Trial of Chicago 7 the other night. He's in that. He was really good in that. Um, I was never a fan of Borat, like the first movie. Uh, I thought it was really stupid, which it was. Um, I mean, I was, but, like, it first came out when I was in high school. Exactly. So, like, sure, I loved it. Right. But it was stupid. Like, it wasn't meant to be really anything other than dumb. I mean, maybe there was some smartness to it somewhere, but I, it was mostly just... I couldn't like, find it. Him in a in a monokini, like, <laughs> running around. Um, anyway, this movie, however, I thought was really, really poignant. And I, I know that I'm saying this about a Borat movie, but I I decided to watch it because it's nominated for a lot of stuff and the SAG Awards and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm a SAG I'm supposed to watch all of them so I can vote in, you know, before the award ceremony, whatever. And not that my vote really matters, but like, it's just something hey, that all of us get to- Every vote matters. Every vote does matter, but I'm just saying like, who the heck am I- it doesn't matter what I think, except for to the grapefruits and maybe Matt and Nick. Yeah. And that's about it. And Lucy. Um, but 
I'm trying to watch all of the movies is my point. And Borat was on the list. So I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and Science. I just, I just was impressed by it. I laughed. Um, I thought that it was really interesting to see our country from a perspective that I honestly, I can't believe that some of these people live in our country. And that, I mean, granted, most of it's scripted. And it's made to look like, you know, found footage or, or like, you know, guerrilla style filming. But at the same time, um, the fact that things uh, are said and that people have these held opinions about things uh, are, are really kind of crazy. Um, and also the message of, you know, here's this dad. It's like kind of a beautiful story in a way. I can't believe I'm saying this. A beautiful story of this dad who who grows to realize that his daughter has worth by the end of the film. And um, it's like an empowering movie for this young girl to kind of come up in and, and realize her own self-worth, not in uh, Kazakhstan, but in America. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was very well done. It was very smart. And um, I don't know. It just worth a watch, worth a watch. Okay. I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Um, also, it's interesting to see the political commentary done in a way that's tasteful. Mm -hmm. I didn't think, and you're not calling Borat tasteful. I mean, it's, it's literally hyperbolizing everything. Right. Like, I won't give too much away, but like they have a giant Karen, um, (laughs) at the end, like running around, like (laughs) with her bag, like yelling at people and stuff. So, you know, it's all tongue in cheek, but if you look deeper than that, it's like, yeah, don't be a Karen, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. Was that yeah. on Prime? Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Maybe yeah. I will add it to the list. Add it to the list. I mean, if nothing else, it's a short movie. It's not that long, so. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you get some laughs, you know? Right. You're kind of laughing, kind of cringing at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. the stuff that he pokes fun at is real like it's real stuff right right yeah. right okay all right yeah. i don't know i've been watching a lot of documentaries lately so maybe this will be a good segue because it's like a mockumentary it is a mockumentary yeah into mm-hmm. yeah. reality again mm-hmm. um that's good okay i just watched um last night i watched the last blockbuster which is a documentary on netflix about the last blockbuster store and there's one left in the world in bend oregon Mm. and they still exist but the documentary is about like the rise and fall blockbuster and all that stuff so it was really just cool to see because i still remember like walking into a blockbuster it had like that you know that smell of like almost like movie theater it smelled like an old school movie theater with like the popcorn and like the soda Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sugar um and I remember walking in. I remember it was big when um, I, f- I think I was in, I think I was still in elementary school, but the first uh, Pokemon Snap game came out. There's a new one coming out for the Switch, but the original one for the Nintendo 64 came out. And you could go to Blockbuster and you could print out the photos you took of Pokemon on these like little sticker papers and you could put stickers on like your notebooks. So I still remember doing that, but I remember renting. A lot of movies, a lot of video games. We rented a lot of our video games um, because as one of three boys, like 
we couldn't just like buy every single game that we all wanted to play. So we would rent a lot. And I remember like renting it and then sometimes not able to like rent it again for like weeks and then trying to like play it again and play farther than, you know, I had the night, the, the time before. But, um, but all I kept thinking about was the Amanda, I think it was the Amanda show when they had the blockbuster skit, the block, block blister. That's all I kept remembering when mm-hmm. I was watching it, but it was a very good documentary. It was fun. It was fun to watch. And it was, I definitely want to go. I now want to go to Bend, Oregon, and I want to go to this last blockbuster. So, um, yeah, I liked it. But, uh, yeah, I've been on, like, a weird documentary kick. I watched a bunch of them. I watched Murder Among the Mormons. Very good. Very so, compelling. What? Don't give it away. because Water Mormons? Let me sing. Hello, my name is Elder Grant. Um... I had a feeling you were going to do that. The Book of Mormon. Mormon. Lovely. Do we have to pay for the rights for that song now? (laughs) Probably not. Um, What, without telling us Grapefruits and Me, what it's about, I want to know two things. One, what is it about? And two, um, (laughs) without telling me what it's about, tell me what it's about. Um, and then also, is it scary? Like, is it a grisly murder or something? Or are that is somebody a serial killer? Is it something that I would have nightmares about? So it's not a serial killer. It is about a murder that took place among the Mormons. <laughs> but it's very intriguing in that what happens blew my mind. Because I, I mean, I was alive when it happened, but I don't. Actually, was I alive? Yes, I believe I was. Um, but I was young, and it was on the other side of the country. It was a boy in Yonkers care about Mormons in Salt Lake City, Utah? Nothing. Um, yeah. And uh, so I don't, I don't recall anything. But it's just it. I don't want to give it. I don't want to say too much because it will give it away. Because there was a shot, like a plot twist for me, where I was like, oh my gosh. So there is a murder involved. I think they do show like crime scenes of the bodies. Nothing too, I mean, like I'm a hard person to judge for that. I don't think it's anything too gruesome. There is a plot twist that when you find out one of the, one of the things that happens during the events takes on a whole new light when you find out the perpetrator of the events, I guess. But I I think it's great. If you are interested in, like, human nature and how people interact and, like, psychology and that kind of stuff, it's very good. So, those are the If anything, watch it like this. But, like, the only thing you would have to watch it like this for is because of the crime scene photos. But I think you'll be okay. The story itself isn't, like, scary. So, my whole thing is, is that I don't like psychological crime stuff because i i worry that i'm gonna like become that i guess like you wonder you wonder like when did somebody snap and all of a sudden they're like ha 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 i'm gonna kill everyone you know i know that that's never gonna happen to me but i I mean for you you've already dipped oreos into sour cream so i feel like that would have been the triggering moment and you've been fine since then so i feel like you're okay 
I also ate. You also eat a lot of cabbage, so I, I feel like we would have this would have happened at this point, and it hasn't. So that's actually why I wore this shirt because I thought it would remind you of cabbage for tomorrow, which is Saint, Saint Patty's Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I also want the grapefruits to know that I accidentally almost died the other day because I ate moldy cheese, and <laughs> no, that it was moldy at all. But it tasted you ate weird. more of it. That was it, the best part. <laughs> it tasted weird, right? So, okay, picture it, grapefruits. I'm in my kitchen. I open my fridge. I pull out the cheese drawer because I have a whole drawer in my fridge dedicated to cheese because, of course, I do. And I pull out a block of Cabot's uh, Vermont cheddar and I open it. And it was already like slightly open, but in the Ziploc. And I just, you know, peeled it peeled the thing down wrapper down and I sliced a piece off and then I ate it and I was like this does not taste good um so I spit it into the garbage can and then I was like but maybe it was just the first piece because it was like the first piece out like maybe I need one more on the inside of the block so I sliced another slice and while I was chewing that slice I noticed that the rest of the block of cheese was completely green like green mold and I Did it taste know. like underpants? It tasted bad. Um, yeah, it was really, really bad. Tasted like like Lysol mixed mm. with cheese. Yum. Cheese and Lysol mixed together. I is what that it journey for you. Yep. And so then uh, the other day I was in ShopRite. Um, and I'm really excited because even though I'm Catholic, I get really excited about Passover because I... I didn't get any matzah today. I love matzah. I love I me matzah too for other things. Hmm? I should have reminded you. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were there. Otherwise, I would have. Um, I love matzah, and I like putting tuna salad on it. But I didn't have any tuna fish, so I decided to just put the mayonnaise <laughs> on it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, grapefruits. It's good. Don't knock it till you rock it. Is what I'm going to say to you. I think it's safe to say that, like. Yeah, I feel like if you were going to turn into a serial killer, it would have happened at this point. Yeah, probably. That being said, now you can't because you know I have plenty of evidence to say, like, yeah, she is the one. (laughs) She did this shit. Yep, she did it. Here's a picture. Here's a video of her putting mayonnaise on matzah. I I could never kill anybody um, unless... Of course not. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I can't even say unless because I literally would never, ever do that. But I don't like learning. I don't like knowing about the psychology of of it because it makes me just like <sighs> cringe and want to like go back in time and fix these people because it's like a lot of the time it's because of child abuse or because of, you know, some sort of hor- horrific experience or other times it's just because like that's how their brain is is hardwired and stuff. But I don't like to know about it because then I'm like, what if I have a future child that like starts looking at me weird or something? Then I'm gonna like think back to stuff. That's my problem is is that if I hear something like that, I then think about it too much, and then I like yeah. Do I know someone that's like that? Do I? I will say no. all right. If you have a child that looks at you weird, it's probably because you're eating mayonnaise on hot. <laughs> that's why. The other yeah. thing I will say is the good thing about this, so it is sad because it is a tragedy, but it has, like, not a happy ending, I guess, but it does have, like, the person who committed the crimes does get caught, 
Um, it's just interesting to see how it happens. Yeah. So that's what? why I say watch it. Because, I mean, if for nothing else, like, Nick will probably love it. Oh, my God. Absolutely. So, He'll love it. I think but... you'll be fine with it. I think you'll find it intriguing. As, a, as an actor, it's always good to get into the heads of people so you know what to do when you play those parts on stage. This is my... I... My theater director voice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play a serial killer, though. And well, it probably might have to if it, it pays the bills. It's true. Listen, <laughs> I didn't want to be in a wetsuit for Mamma Mia, but I did it. I know. Mamma Mia. And I'm sure. an actor. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I also always gravitated towards like the creepier roles, too. So I guess it's fine. But. What else? I, you know what I do like learning about is cults. Cults to me are very interesting because I am not fearful that I will ever join a cult because that is bonkers to me. Like even Scientology, like how does somebody join that willingly? I don't know. I don't know what happens. This was interesting because it gave like a, it gave like also like a, a weird like perspective on the Mormon church. I'm not saying anything about the Mormon church, but it's just a very, first of all, it's a very fascinating coming, coming together story, like coming, literally coming to Jesus story. Mm -hmm. So this, everything happened in this because there was like a new spin on it. It's just very, it's a very fascinating religion in that, like, I don't fully understand it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's very, it's interesting. So I do I do suggest that. I watched two other documentaries that I think are great. Um, have nothing to do with murder. One of them is called, it's a documentary series called Pretend It's a City. It's a Martin Scorsese docuseries where he interviews Fran Leibowitz. And mm-hmm. she's just hysterical. But it's good. I think I was feeling, I guess, a little New York nostalgia. Because I watched these two documentaries that took place in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. Pretending to City is good. I will say, I think I got more out of it because I'm originally from New York. So I think if you're from the tri-state area, or you're from that area, or you know New York City well enough, I think you'll get more out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's very well done. It's good. It's funny. It's got that very classic Martin Scorsese humor. Friendly, but it's very funny. She's, you know, hysterical. So um, I did like that. Um, the other one I watched was Made You Look. Have you seen this? Okay, so this is a Netflix documentary. I do remember this happening. It was about, like, the big art scandal that blew up in, like, 2015, 2016, where, like, these people realized that they would spent millions of dollars paying for fake art that was, oh. like, an art forger created these pieces of art. So... Was it red? That was very interesting. Was it red? Was what red? The art forger. What? Well, you don't get my Animal Crossing jokes, so whatever. Oh, red! <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about like red by like Mark Rothko. There's an actual painting called Red, and I was like, well, I think it was part of it. I no, it was not red. It was not crazy red with nope. the two Ds. Yeah. Um, this was very interesting because the woman who like got swindled basically like did not know she was being swindled and it happened for like a whole decade and like her whole career like went down the tubes it's crazy but what i mostly realized is that like 
I, you know, I used to take a lot of art classes. I used to, like, there was a time in my life where I actually thought I was going to FIT in New York City for studio art. Like, that was going to be a whole thing for me. And so I enjoy art. But yeah. I think I've just realized that I've never, I don't get modern or abstract art. I don't, I just don't understand it. And maybe is that the point? Like, if you give me, if you show me a portrait of like an historical event, I'm like, beautiful. But yeah. like red paint and then like splotches of yellow and a smear of green. I'm like, I don't know what this is. This is a, a kid played with some condiments yeah. and made this. I don't, I don't get it. It's not for me. Yeah. I don't understand. I also would go further and say, I don't understand what distinguishes good modern art versus n- like, like exactly right. what you said, like some of the mm-hmm. stuff that my cousin's three-year-olds does, like mm-hmm. looks the same to me. And I'm not knocking anybody's passion or their, their art, but I, I don't understand it either. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Grapefruit, love- if one of you do just like give us a tutorial. Yeah, I just I I'd love to know like what are the what's the criteria that distinguishes good versus bad like what I don't know. And then when I watched this and I was like, oh, so all the ones you said were amazing and worth millions of dollars were actually fake. So then what does that mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I can make these then. Mm-hmm. Is what you're saying. Yeah. But it's crazy. I mean, it's a very it's very well done. It's it just it's just an interesting story about how people can get swindled and get wrapped up in like the fame and the craziness of the art world which i didn't know was a thing either until i watched this yeah that's cool so i'll have mm -hmm. to out i like stuff like that um i love heist stuff i don't know if you know this about me but i love heist movies in general like i know that that's not what you were talking about but like stealing art faking forgery like all that kind of stuff i think that that's very interesting and i like i i always like to see like how they would rob a bank or how they would do these things because that's not real world like no to me that's like a fantasy not not like i fantasize about that i'm saying that's a fantasy movie like that's a sci-fi fantasy like adventure totally otherworldly to me because could you imagine like either of us walking into a bank (laughs) we get caught in a second i have guilty written over my face just yeah. thinking about doing something like that. First so. of all, I avoid going to places even before the pandemic if right. I have to. With right. online banking, I'm not going into a bank. There's no need. No. No. So they'll know right away. They'll be like, why are you in here? Absolutely. And I'm not going to like carry all the gold bars out. Like I can't, I can't lift that much stuff. I don't work out. <laughs> um, I'd get nervous and like not be able to drive the getaway car. I definitely am not good numbers person so i would not it just wouldn't be good i could never open my locker as a as a kid so like i would not be good like cracking the code of the lock like i'm clumsy i would trip over the lasers and like trip the alarm like it just it's not i don't make for a good bank robber it's not your calling not my calling it's not my thing but but i do like heist movies um you know that's all i'll say Mm -hmm. i catch that kid there's oh yeah exactly no, like the Italian job. Um, but yeah. I I also think that some of the best actors have all done heist movies. So That's true. I'll just say that. Okay, well if you enjoy documents and heist type things, then you should watch Murder Among the Mormons. No. I don't think I I don't think I will. You should. I think you will love it. 
don't watch know. that and then we'll watch the cra- the curious that's, Debras or whatever that's called. The crazy Debras. That falls under true crime and I just don't, I can't get behind it. Unless the crime is like, like I'm saying, like a bank robbery or something like that. Maybe, maybe a bombing. Like that I could, I could watch. But like. Murder Among the Mormons has it all. It's got intrigue. It's got religion. It's got men in three-piece suits. It's got this one guy whose voice is totally cracked and he talks like this the whole time. It's great. It's got lie detector tests. It's got someone cheating lie detector tests. It's got everything. I don't I, don't I think you would find it interesting. We'll see. I'll give you a hard maybe. It's got Utah. I don't know about it. Um, did you ever see the movie Wom- Woman in Gold? No. Okay. Put it on your list because you'd really Women like... in gold or woman in gold? gold? Woman. Woman in gold. Like multiple women. No. Woman. One woman. <laughs> and she's in gold. Why is she in gold? She just is. I'm not going to spoil okay. it. I shan't. Um, that movie is good. Uh, it's about a... Um, what's her face is in it? Helen Mirren, Ryan Reynolds, Katie to- Katie Holmes, Tatiana Maslany, Daniel Brill. Oh yeah, it's got a lot of good people in this. This movie is amazing. I watched it a uh, Elizabeth oh, McGovern, Charles Dance, Jonathan Price. Wow, it's got like a star-studded cast. It's fantastic. It's really good. Um, basically, this woman is a Holocaust survivor, and she that era, World War II, like pers- she wasn't in the camps, but that era, um, and she was persecuted whatever and her family's art was stolen as many people who lived in that whole area were you know wealthy aristocrats and whatnot and they got rounded up and all of their art and all of their belongings was taken and hidden and and uh you know dispersed throughout europe and then sold and bought and traded and and whatever and just because you mentioned the art stuff i i find that whole story very interesting it was also touched upon in that other movie, uh, music, what was it called? Monument Men? Did you see that movie? Oh, too? yes. Yes, I did. Yes. That movie um, was really, really good, too. For And it, it's about the same kind of thing. So she's yeah. just trying to reclaim her her family's artwork. So yeah. it's really good. It's really good. You should watch um, it. Woman um, in Gold. Yeah. It's good. It's a good one. I just thought of it in my head when you said that. Um... So, what else? What else do we have well, to talk about? We got to talk about the Desmond wins. And we oh. got to explain to you the grapefruits. So, grapefruits, if if you live on the eastern seaboard, then you've probably been getting hit by these crazy winds. Um, by me, literally, because Bragg, the ocean is right outside my living window. Uh, the winds are nuts. And what happens is they also get caught under the roof of my deck and they spin around and they make really loud noises. So it's been very difficult sleeping the past couple of weeks because we've had really bad winds. The reason why Sam and I call them Desmond winds, like the name Desmond, is because one time Sam tried to write demon winds to me and it autocorrected to autocorrected, not autocorrected, autocorrected. Yeah. To Desmond. So we call them Desmond wins. And they've been here. Desmond is here and he wants us to know about it. He wants us to know. Um, yeah. yeah, they've been real bad here. I know Lucy keeps waking up in the middle of the night and she's she just looks around and is concerned and then she falls back to sleep. And I'm always like, what's wrong with you? 
And it's always because of the Desmond wins. It's just Desmond. She's like, um, Desmond. It's Desmond. Yep. Um, it's been Desmond all along. It's been him all along. Him and, and Agatha. Um, I, I literally have not been sleeping well. And I... I have kept with our, our pact, my Easter, Lent, whatever thing about going to bed before 2.30. I have done that every single day. I've been very proud of it. Last night was the only night that I stayed up till 3 a.m. So that was good. Um, but I felt, I've just felt like the weather lately, like the hot and then the cold. And it's like the Katy Perry song, you know, like get out of here. Right. Just, right. it's not. It's like you change your mind like a girl changes clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. It's it's ridiculous. So the Desmond wins. I'm over it. Like just be spring already. And actually, I'll go a step further. Just go straight into summer because I hate the spring. I pop. like the spring. I know. Me too. But I don't. I I, I like the spring. Give me summer and fall. I do have fall allergies also. So whatever. But there's less bugs. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I freaking hate bugs. And I had an idea last night that I wanted to run by you. Okay. What if we took shark, all the, shark Tank it. Let's do it. What if we took all of the bees uh-huh. in the world and we sequestered them to an area that wasn't near any residential areas? And we gave them their own yeah. flowers and their own stuff and like people could go and like collect honey and like I understand for ecological reasons we can't kill all and, like, of the them. The fact that I also need their help to make my main food source vegetables yeah. and fruits. Yeah, well, I just figured I'd be nice and not kill all of them. But like, hey. wait, I figured it out. I'm a bee serial killer. Probably. Get it? Yeah. Probably. 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 I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a bee. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I just thought it was a good idea. Where like, would this be? Like, where would we? <laughs> where sitting... would we put this? <laughs> I don't know. In the middle of nowhere. Um, how where... would we? How would we? How would we? I just short circuited. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I, I short circuited. Mm-hmm. How, how would they? But they they need to pollinate the plants that make the vegetables and the fruits. Right. So where are we just going to have a grove and a farm in the middle of nowhere? And yeah. that's where the whole world gets everything. Yeah. What if we just move them away from New Jersey? Is that what you're actually proposing? Yeah. And Jersey can just outsource all their crap from everywhere. It's what like... about honey? What are you talking about? Just honeybees? Or you're talking about all bees? No, I'm talking about honeybees. Well, first off, bumblebees I have no issue with. Got it. I actually don't have an issue with honeybees either because they don't usually sting unless provoked. You're talking about wasps. I don't want any of the yellow jackets or wasps. I actually don't even know if they do anything. So maybe they can all be killed. Yeah, I think they just keep other insect populations in check. That's all they do. Well, I don't remember when we were supposed to have murder hornets last year. Yeah, I do. did Did that happen? I don't know, but I was like prepping for a bomb shelter in my basement because Ugh. I not go outside. No. Remember when Australia was on fire and then we had a pandemic and then we had murder hornets and now it's one year later? I do remember that. And in fact, uh, today is the one year marker of, of us, mm-hmm. of me at least. It was my last uh, 
my my rehearsal my last rehearsal was like a day or two prior and I was supposed to have rehearsal like the next day to start a new play or whatever and we didn't go in that week and I think the it was the 16th or the 15th for Nick too that he stayed home from the city so it might have been the 15th but whatever we left on a Friday Mm -hmm. at my work and they said just bring your stuff just in case but we thought maybe two weeks and then the whole world shut down one year later it's crazy it's crazy and it's also hard to think of like never wearing masks again you know like i i feel a lot more protected wearing wearing my mask sing in public more i can mouth the words more and people can't tell Mm -hmm. but i will have to like start wearing so the the main face covering i've been using is the bandana i feel like that one I wouldn't be able to keep wearing because then people are literally going to think I'm trying to uh, rob them. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And they don't. I have no business doing that. So. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they make those like neck gator things, though. Couldn't you wear that? Or you don't like it because it covers the rest of your neck. I just it just looks like I. it looks like, you know, you remember those book socks that you would put on your books? That's yeah. what it looks like to me. It looks like you have a book sock around your neck. Yeah. Now, listen, I know and I have other masks that I wear, too. Like I have the cloth mask. I've worn the medical mask, too. I wear that because I the bandana. I'm pointing it to it because I have one there ready, mm-hmm. ready for any case in case I got to run out of my apartment. I got yep. my mask. Yep. Meanwhile, I have a mask and like all my coats. There's like four masks yep. chilling in my car. Like I have a mask everywhere. Um, but I wear the bandana because I feel like the at least the medical mask uh, because of the beard sits weird and mm-hmm. i feel like it doesn't fully actually cover my mouth so i wear that because that at least covers my full mouth but yeah yeah um, i do not wear the neck gaiter no i do not do i have two neck gaiters and i don't wear them because i don't like the way that they feel and i also hate turtlenecks and it's like the same thing so mm-hmm. I'm not into it yep. um but yeah like on the airplane i was wearing like the double mask situation um and that was interesting because, and I'll tell you why, grapefruits, because when you double mask and you're Italian and you have a larger nose, um, it's, it, they don't, it's like your nose gets, you get like a little gap in here on one mm-hmm. of them and you have to have the other one, like exactly what you're saying too. Like it's never, there's a gap somewhere and then you're like, right. well, I'm not protected. So then you put the other one tighter so it covers those gaps and then you're just like... It's not a happy situation. No. No. I had to talk to a man at the gym this morning, though, about it. He looked like he was in his 60s, so I felt bad. He looked like he was older. But he was on the treadmill. And granted, like, the treadmills, they space them out really well. So, like, he wasn't really – he wasn't next to me at all. But he he was on the next treadmill from me. Mm -hmm. And he was running. And at first, like, he coughed. But it sounded like he was just clearing his throat. And then it kept happening. So and he wasn't covering his mouth. Now when I'm on the treadmill, like you don't, you're not required to like because you're spaced out. As long as you're spaced out, like you could take your mask off while you're working out. I wear it on the treadmill because of that reason. Because if I'm running, you know, it's it's hard. Like usually, yeah, I'm like panting or whatever, so I cover my mouth. But he was full on coughing, and I kept doing that thing like the side look, the side look, and then I like. I knew it wasn't going to help me, but I, I had my mask on. So I was like, all right, well, nothing's going to fall on my face. And I'm far enough away from him. But I was like, 
cough into your elbow or do something. Maybe don't be on the treadmill. But then he went to go like get the spray to spray down and clean. He went to another machine to claim his place, then got the spray and didn't do anything and wasn't wearing a mask the whole time when he was walking. And that's like the one rule. Like you have to wear a mask. So finally, when he came back, I was like, hey, would you mind like as you're walking to spray your like, get the spray? Um, you you should be wearing a mask like for yeah. that. And next time, if you're going to be coughing, can you cough into your elbow? And he was actually really cool about it. He like totally was like, yeah, sorry. Like he was like, I had an itch in my throat. And I was like, still like, what do you like? But it was like incessant. Like he was coughing multiple yeah. times. So. I feel like I don't care. Honestly, if that ever happens to me, because I do have allergies and like, yeah, me too. I also have very sensitive, like nasal stuff. Hey, we have a whole episode called Navage, like the, um, I have sinus issues. Um, so sometimes an acid reflux too, agita, whatever, like sometimes your throat gets like tickly and whatever, or your nose just, you have to sneeze or whatever. I literally go out of my way to like run out of the sight of other people. I have to do that because I feel like someone's going to give me the side side eye and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, so. Yeah, I've done it before. I like swallowed. I maybe a little extra, but like I swallowed water a weird way at the gym and I was close to the front door. And so I like felt that weird like tickle in my throat. Like, you knew, like, if I just get one good cough, I'll be okay. So I went outside. I pulled my mask down. It was a safe distance. I coughed and then I like got it all out. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I totally understand. But like, if it's incessant coughing, like maybe stop the treadmill for a little bit, catch your breath. 100%. So I'm glad I said something. I'm glad he took it very nicely. Um, My main thing was like, if you're going to be walking around other people, like if you're in your treadmill bubble, maybe like at least we can, like, I don't have to be near you, but if you're walking around, you got him. You got messed up. What are you so, doing? Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. And everyone's generally like that was like of the entire pandemic. I've only been going there for the past like couple months anyway. But like that's the worst I've ever seen. Everyone is really good at my gym, so Which um, is good. that's the only reason why I'm there because I feel safe. So yeah. this is the only time where I was like, "Whoa, stop it!" What are you doing? Yeah, no, that's not okay. Um. My stomach is growling. I'm sorry. I didn't have enough matzo today. You're going to make some matzo ball soup? I would love to. I don't know how, but I, I'm sure there's a recipe somewhere that I could follow. I think you should just like dip it in water and then squish it together and then drop it in the soup. No, there isn't. That was like an actual, I think it's like you make like a bread ball and there's probably like milk and egg involved. Yeah. Maybe just milk. Nick has made chicken and dumpling soup, which um, apparently his mom made all the time when he was little. Um, I never grew up with that, so I had no real frame of reference to it. And I'm—I won't say that I don't like it, but it's just a little too creamy for me. I won't say I hate it. I will say I don't like it with a fiery passion. <laughs> it was good. It's just that like the dumpling part is like a lot. It's very dense and like very like too heavy like so i should send you so i make this so bad manners kitchen Mm -hmm. has a chickpea and dumpling soup and their Mm -hmm. dumplings are vegan Mm -hmm. you should look at that because they're not heavy and they're so good 
Yeah. So I made that before. It's just basically bread dough. It's essentially yeah. like a pizza crust, but it's dropped in there. But there's no extra milk or egg or any. Well, there's coconut milk, but it's a little, it's not as heavy as like a full dairy milk. Yeah. But I could use real milk if I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You um, could. But didn't you just say it was too heavy for you? <laughs> yeah. But no, I think it's heavy because you use like tons of like chicken fat and stuff. Like, it's oh, like a- yeah. No, this is like vegetables in a veggie broth. With yeah. the dumplings. It's very I good. I don't even know what chicken and dumplings are. And also, Nick followed um, Maddie Matheson's recipe. And I don't know if you know who he is. But he is this chef who is really very cool to watch his style of cooking. If you look him up, he's, like, all, you know, completely covered in tattoos. But, like, it's, like, this big, like, big warm teddy bear kind of guy. And, like, he literally yells and, like burps while he cooks and like he's just like a very um non-traditional kind of chef but he's an actual chef like he went to culinary school and everything but um he makes really good like comfort food kind of dishes but but authentically um but he doesn't skimp out on like butter or like all the stuff that you want in like an authentic recipe i guess so anywho um yeah but that's not something that we've had often. He made it once just to try it. And I just was thinking about it. The next thing that Nick wants to try to make because Amanda asked him to make it was the bow buns. Those little bow buns. Oh, yes. Um, and apparently oh, like, very good. lots of different ways of folding them and things. So mm-hmm. that fun, mm-hmm. a fun snow day project next time it snows in like April, you know. No, no more. <laughs> It happened on Sunday very briefly by me. It like snowed. It got really dark. I was literally prepped to go out for a walk. It got really dark. And I was like, oh, it looks like it's about to rain. And then it snowed. And it was like nothing stuck. Like nothing happened. But I was like, are you kidding me? But Mm -hmm. that's March. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's fine. Mm. Uh, So I do want to talk to you about uh, Raya. And The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon, yes. Because you hated it. I did not. (laughs) Sam disliked it so much. I want to give it a rewatch because, well, first off, the animation was beautiful. I really, really, really. I, they just keep getting better and better. Like, I just, it was when she hugged the dragon and you could see the dragon fur. Like, I rewound it because I wanted to just look at the, the still of the image. Because it's just, what they can do is, it's crazy. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. It really is. And honestly, I I have to say that I am a huge Aquafina fan, too. I really love her. Um, so the fact that she was Sisu um, was really cool for me. I liked that character a lot. My issue with the movie was not, it, it shouldn't have even been, like, an issue at all. But I just thought, like, the plot in some areas I wanted to see it fleshed out a little bit more. And that's always my issue with stories is that I always want more. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's a sign of a good movie, I guess, in some respects that it wants leaves you wanting more. Um, But I wanted more in the middle. I wanted, I wanted to know more about each of the lands. I wanted to know a little bit more about like the characters that they found their backstories, um, which I felt like I didn't get. Like, the big guy from Spine, mm-hmm. I thought, like, I wanted to know, like, we, we see a glimpse of what happened to him, but I wanted to maybe know, like, 
a little 30 minute 30 second backstory not 30 minute <laughs> a little 30 second backstory i wanted a 17 hour i wanted a multi-day event yes. instead of one film yeah disney okay. animation give me a full day event mm-hmm. yeah and then like when they were in talon or tail or where, wherever um i wanted to know about like the little girl and like the yeah. three little the monkeys. creatures mm-hmm. yeah. then well, they, they should but, they showed but. this one creature that looked like a raccoon, but like yes. a chipmunk with like these little frills. And I wanted to know, like, what's that guy? I know. I know. Every time I saw like the insects or like the other creatures, that was really cool. I was like, this they is They were cool. really cool. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted more. That's all. Okay. So you didn't hate it. I didn't hate <laughs> it. I, well, I said originally to Matt before he watched it that I'd give it like a six and a half or a seven out of ten. And I still think a seven out of ten is a pretty high score. Because well, specifically what you said, you were like, I don't know if I really, because you very quickly, I will say, like, you very quickly texted me and we didn't really talk about it all until I watched it. So right. all you had said to me was like, I like the animation, but the story was meh. So I right. went into it thinking it was like, oh, okay, like the animation, of course, I know is going to be good, but the story maybe is going to be meh because I respect your opinion a lot. So right. then I'm watching it and I think all I said to you was like, I think you're crazy because I love the story. Yeah. Well, I like, I do appreciate like the mythology and like the drag. I love the dragon stuff. Yeah, like that's right. awesome. Um, but I don't know. I just want, I wanted a little bit more. And those were this, to clarify, those are this, those are the points that I just mentioned that I would expound on that I would want more of. Um, because when you do watch other Disney movies, they kind of, some of them do wrap, wrap it up in a bow a little bit more. What I do like, that Disney is trying to do is they are trying to introduce everybody, but mostly children to very different cultures. Yes. And I know that the Disney like of our past also tried to do that, but I feel like they're trying to get closer to not trying to, I don't know, like for lack of a better word, like whiteify the culture, right? Like Mulan is great. I love Mulan. I think it's so underrated, but if you watch Mulan, there is, you can, it's not as steeped in that culture as it could be. I feel like Raya was a good sense of like, it told you a story. And granted, like it took place in a land that doesn't exist, but it took, it told you a story from a- Asian mythology that pulled from Asian cultures and mythology, sure. but didn't like say we're pulling from this culture. We're pulling from this culture. Now I know Mulan is like a, you know, based on a historical figures or a historical sure. story. Yeah. So, you know, they're pulling from, directly from that Chinese story. But like I, I like that Raya was just pulling from those cultures and that mythology, but not trying to defend pulling from it. They were like, nope, we're just this is the story we're telling. And I feel like even there, right, even in this one story of Raya, each of those cultures, even though they were part of one land, they all also looked different. And I think that's very, you know, tell like there are a lot of different cultures in the world, right? Even in like a close proximity. Um, it's funny because I was watching a show about that took place in Singapore, and mm-hmm. that's like that's a whole melting pot of different Asian cultures right. in this one Asian country. So very interesting, but yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I know that when you watch Aladdin, um, one of my friends actually noticed this um, on Disney Plus. It comes up with a warning message that says um some of the themes in this movie were not okay back then and are not okay now um Mm -hmm. and what we want to do you know at disney is is to 
is to not just take them off of our programming, but rather let you watch them and and learn from it as right. as yeah. as an evolving um, society. And the thing is, is that I'll say this from an Italian perspective because I am Italian and I can speak about Italians. So I'll say that. I won't talk about Aladdin. I won't talk about, you know, Mulan. Um, Mulan, by the way, does not have that message pop up when you watch it. Um, mm. So I'll just say that. Um, but not saying that there can't be problems with it. But like, for example, I did an entirely white children's production of Mulan. And mm. the way that I had it explained to me when I went on MTI and spoke very candidly with an MTI representative about it and said listen you know we want to do Mulan the kids love it they love the music mm-hmm. they love the show is it insensitive or is it okay you know to have an all-white cast you know obviously I wasn't planning to have an all-white cast that's just sure. the graphic that was given to me like right. Right. the kids signed up for the show um you know however um is it okay is it okay to have you know an African-American or a Indian or somebody else like what what are your thoughts? And basically the distinction that I heard was that if it's a historical figure or a his, history, um, you're learning, the kids are learning about, because the junior shows all have like a little section in the script where they're learning about something. So like, mm-hmm. um, whatever, like Beauty, Beauty and the Beast takes place in France, right? So like mm-hmm. you could have like a whole French conversation or you can do right. with lame is or whatever so for little mermaids about like the overfishing and like the death of our sea population exactly um, <laughs> exactly exactly um how not to talk to seagulls like all of that right. but um but like mulan is about ancient china and so the kids we did like a lot of like cultural discussions about ancient china and so like it was like really cool to to look at that um, from his from a history standpoint, not a racial standpoint. Right. Um, like you're portraying a historical character, not a racial character. Like you, I wasn't having them dress in ways or like you sure. know makeup in ways that was you know racially insensitive at all whatsoever. But just saying you know like hey, you're portraying somebody who was a real person who lived um, in a in a cultural standpoint an education standpoint versus like a making a caricature of of character and i think that that's like what you were saying like whitewashing stuff in disney like that's why that comes up for aladdin because aladdin and jasmine might not have looked like that um and what i will say what i was going to say about the italian thing is that the message also comes up for lady and the tramp and Mm. i was trying to think well, why does it come up for Lady and the Tramp? Because they're First dogs. Guy. And it's that guy. Um, yeah, she's the night. It's a beautiful night. But here's my thought as an Italian. I'm also Italian grapefruits, so just full-blooded. And it's maybe a hot take, but if it's just because of that guy in that specific movie, do we not all know Italian dudes that look like that? <laughs> Uh, my like my dad is skinny, but my dad looks like my dad's got a mustache, talks like that. Like I know it's a stereotype. I understand that that's not the right thing to do is stereotype somebody. I I get that, but those people do exist. And so then, doesn't like the pizza shop owner from like 
wherever who looks like that dude say, hey, I'm, I'm represented in a Disney movie. Right. Like, I don't know. Does it does it go both ways? I'm asking you. Like, I'm not I'm not saying it's right or not. And I, I certainly think that it's it's an interesting conversation because obviously, like, if you look at a marginalized group like African-Americans or women or like, you know, back in the day when people were doing blackface or like people were making fun of women and like guys dressing in drag, like to make fun of, that's obviously not okay. But like, isn't it, is a silly pizza man character? Like, is that, is that racist? Is it like, is it, I don't know. Like I'm, that's a good question. Me as an Italian, I'm not offended by it. But maybe some people are, and that's why. But I, I don't think he was necessarily, like, he wasn't being made fun of in the scene. Like, I don't know. I don't think so you either. Like, yes, yes, I understand what you're saying. There's a difference to me. Right. Like, right. That that's that's all. Like, if he was yeah. a black character, I'd be like, Yeah. Okay. Did you have to make him like sound like that or be like right. that or that right. seems a little weird, but. He's literally like a pizza guy, and he sa- he owns an Italian. He's restaurant. Italian, like he's, he's Italian. Italian. Yeah, and his Italian accent is an Italian accent, and right. then he sings a beautiful song that's one of the most famous Disney songs. Right. And yeah. he's nice. He's not a mean guy. He's not. I don't know. I'm. I don't know why I'm defending this dude from from Lady and the Tramp. I just. It was something. Wait, what's his name? Is this Chef Louis? What's his name? No, that's Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. <laughs> That, that might be a stereotype. What about what about uh, Pinocchio, like Stromboli, that dude? Right, right, Geppetto. But but those those dudes were Italian. The whole thing's Italian. Yeah, yeah. Pinocchio's an Italian fairy tale. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. All I was trying to say was, I think it's great that Disney is trying to represent all different cultures and show. But I think boys and girls, yes. a lot of different people. Yes. on the screen and people that look and sound and talk and act like them yes no matter also no matter what you know what their race is what their creed is what they believe in who they love that people can see people that act the same way as them yeah. on screen totally and i agree 100 percent and wholeheartedly with that i, I, do. I also ju- i agree too because i said it um i also just think <laughs> Grapefruits, I'm laughing because Matt always takes a sip of water and then laughs. Um, I just think that there's a difference between people being upset over Aladdin and some like stereotypes yes. than yes. than the than the Italian guy and Lady and the Tramp. That's all. Right. Yeah, I agree. Now, um, when I see Snooky represented on screen, then I get offended. Then I get offended. Like, yeah, if that guy, if it was Snooky and she was just like sauntering out and she's like, here's their spaghetti, I'd be like, what is this? Actually, maybe I kind of want to see that now. <laughs> I, I want to see cartoon version of Snooky give Lady and Tramp their spaghetti. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I want you to voice her. Done. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yeah, I was highly and deeply offended when the jersey short show came out and everyone was like oh you're from jersey do you know them no that's yeah. not even what jersey short they is they weren't really. even from jersey no they were from we already from- said we already talked about this they were from staten island and no one cares <laughs> no one cares nope. nope um speaking of different um 
cultures, races, whatever. We've got St. Patrick's Day coming up tomorrow. Um, I am also part Irish, so I can speak about that too. Um, but uh, I'm also part Scottish, apparently. Um, but whatever, we've talked about this before. Anywho, I digress. I watched Dr. Doolittle, the Doolittle movie with Robert Downey Jr. as Doolittle. Yeah. And right. I loved it. I watched half of it on the plane, and then I made Nick watch the entire thing with me the other day. And I loved it, but... Was Dr. Doolittle Scottish or Irish? Because I couldn't really discern what accent Robert Downey Jr. was doing. And I know that you've had to do both kinds of accents before. So I wanted to ask you what you thought. Okay, yeah. well, I haven't seen this version of Dr. Doolittle. But the original story takes place in England. So my guess is it's probably a Scottish accent if, he's, if it's a British story. Or though I guess it could be a Northern Irish accent, but that sounds sometimes sounds different than an Irish accent yeah, it itself. Does. Yeah. Um, so my guess is it was supposed to be English, but what Robert Downey Jr. did was like I'm going to do anything in that general vicinity and pass it off as my own accent. Sure. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Now I've only seen the Eddie Murphy ones, so <laughs> that's it. So and he was so, just being Eddie Murphy as Doctor Doolittle, so which is great. Also, I yeah. love movies. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think yeah, but I think it it's like does it take place in England? Where does it take place? Or is he on a boat for most of it? He's on a boat for a lot of it. But I just found an article that says Doolittle Robert Downey Jr. attempts to talk to animals with a Welsh accent. Oh, so at the bottom, bottom of the island. Okay. There you go. I'd have to listen to it. But the Welsh accent is very specific, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, maybe I, I'm, I guess now I might have to watch it for science. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did. I did have to do both the Scottish and Irish, Irish accent. I did Scottish for Brigadoon. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me relive that. You're welcome. I, <laughs> I remembered, so. As it came out of the fog... Every hundred years. I hate that musical. Sorry. Not sorry. That one's Um, I hate it too. But the music, I do enjoy some of the music. And I will say I enjoyed being in it because of, there were some moments as as a chorus that was very pretty. Mm -hmm. But it's not a great musical. No. No, no, no. There's a whole chase scene that's put to this like, supposed to be like the scary chase scene and it's put to this like upbeat music it's just it's very it's very old it's a very old musical yep it is it is you know what mu- uh, musical is even crazier than that is a uh, finnegan's or finian's rainbow or whatever finian's rainbow yes that's a weird musical man i don't get it i don't understand what people were smoking i just that's what i'm gonna say i don't know what they were smoking i don't know but I just typed in the chat and it highlighted it. Um, what the article just said. What? Oh. <laughs> what the article said about his Welsh accent. Got it. Got it. Got it. The accent derives, of course, from Wales, the tiny country to the west of England that produces many stars, Taryn Edgerton, Anthony Hopkins, and Catherine Zeta-Jones, among them, but which is rarely spoken in cineplexes. Ooh, that's a fun word, cineplexes. Cineplexes. And it's, he said that his doctor has a Welsh accent, which he described as the single hardest accent on Earth. I would agree with that. 
I would agree with that. The Welsh language is very pretty. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. The accent is very specific. Um, yeah. He does okay. an awesome job. He does? Okay. Well, yeah. Like, he sounded good. throughout, like, consistent. He sounded British in some way. He said, well, I thought it was maybe Scottish. To, that was where I was leaning, but I wasn't sure. Um, but it, it, was, it was fainter than Scottish, if that makes sense. Like, it was lighter. Um, it wasn't as, like, rough or intense as Scottish, like, as hard, um, punchy as Scottish could be. Yeah. So, I don't know how else to describe it, but... I don't even know if I can still pull out a Scottish accent. All I remember is that the vowels are very full. Mm-hmm. So, like, our O's, we cut off our O's, but theirs is, like, ooh. Mm-hmm. It's very Shrek-like. It's very Shrek-like. Speaking of Shrek, I did watch Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, and I had only listened to, I only heard the Fiona song that's like sung with the three. It's like, I think probably that and Freak Flag is probably the two most popular songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. It was actually more emotional. I mean, I think it's going to be more emotional because it's a live actor on stage, but it was, it, it had more heart to it than the Shrek movie. And I think the Shrek movie is great, which yeah. the Shrek movie is like 20 years old. Can we just also talk about that? I know. It's a problem. <laughs> How old am I? Oh my God, it's 20 years old. I know. So, but uh, I, that was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm a really huge Brian Darcy James fan. I'm a huge Sutton, Sutton Foster fan. I've only seen Daniel Breaker, who played Donkey in Passing Strange. I thought he was great in Passing Strange. Passing Strange is a weird musical, but yeah. he was great in it. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it more than I thought. I thought it was just going to be campy and whatever, but. And um, Farquaad. And Christopher, yeah, Christopher Sieber as Farquaad. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. I liked how they took the story and they kind of like, it was the same story, but they expanded upon it. So mm-hmm. um, I liked that. Yeah. yeah. And so funny. It's like such a funny show too. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Um, I will real quick talk about the fact that, um, and I wanted to know your your take on this as well. We are stuck on Ant Man. I don't know why we can't like like it's loading. Like push. it's still loading. <laughs> kind of. I feel like it is because like we can't we can't get past it. I don't know why. Like it's like we every time we're like we don't feel like watching this, so we'll just watch something else, and then we don't watch it. And it's an okay movie. There's nothing wrong with it. Just you just have it playing in the background. Maybe. Does that count? Well, as why don't you just, if you've seen it already, why don't you just have just Wikipedia? I know what happens. So you just Ant Man. You only that first Ant Man. I feel like you only really need to watch it so you get introduced to the character of Ant Man. Right, but like then I already, the second one is more important for the universe. Totally, but like I already watched them enough both of them because my dad really likes ant-man and he's i've watched it with him a couple times and then i don't need to watch it again but like i feel like i'm not truly doing a rewatch unless i rewatch it again so it's then perfect. just play it in the background <laughs> i know i know. I was gonna say yeah this is a personal problem i know i need to just play it you just leave, need to figure it out i need to play it leave the house and come back and be like right. i watched it fine right. mm-hmm. Just like 
when you're doing your taxes, just have it playing in the background. Yeah, those are already done. So I don't know what I should do. Good for you. Thanks. Mine are not done. I mean, I only have myself to blame, but that's fine. That's, um, that's true. I have to file in three states. Do you know that? Why? Because of the Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> I do. Like, do I you have... lead a triple life that I don't know about? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I buy cabbage in Florida, and then I buy my matzah from New York. So I got to, you know, those are tax write-offs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, why? Oh, because you have to, like, what, California? Because you pay for them? Because what? Do you have to, are you, because is your, are your dues to SAG after, is that, you have to tax that? Yeah, so they're either, it's either because of California or New York, one of the two, I don't remember. I think it's New York, because my local SAG affiliate, whatever, is in New York. And also, I get residuals from, from them, and, and Silver Linings was filmed in Pennsylvania, so I had to file in PA. Wait, so if I, starting tonight, if I stream on loop Silver Linings Playbook, how much money will you get? If I do this from now until next year, if I just have it playing on repeat. I have no idea. And that one episode of Mysteries of Laura, if I just yeah. keep playing that over and over and over, what do you, what do you get? I don't know. I have no idea how Imagine it works. if you get like this check in a year and you're like, this is Matt. <laughs> this is all just from Matt. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Sometimes it's like a $6 check. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's like a lot more. Um, I got like a, a foreign royalties check and I was like, does that mean I have to file like <laughs> taxes somewhere else? Like what? I, I had to file taxes from Leichenstein, mm-hmm. um, because of my movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have no idea, but um, it, it's a pain cool. in the butt to have to file in three states. Um, yeah. That's it. This is the first year, the first tax year. No, not even. Next year will be the first full tax year where I will be living in the state that I work in. Because previously, I was either living in Massachusetts or work and working in New Hampshire or live or, or, well, that was it. Yeah, that's that was the only scenario. <laughs> that... I feel like when I first moved up here, there was I had to file taxes for stuff in New York because of like the weird. Overlay, yeah. so yep, yep, yep. But now, because I live in New Hampshire and work in New Hampshire, um, I get taxed less. Yeah, hey, that's good. Nice, very nice. nice. Yeah, and for certain things, very nice. And for certain things, when I buy them, there's no additional taxes, which is nice. So the mm-hmm. price that you see on a price tag is the price you pay, which is so refreshing. I don't understand why sales tax. I was in Jersey too. What? No. You guys have tax? Tax? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you buy something, it's like three ninety nine, and it comes out to like four twenty seven. I'm like, why? What is this? Dumb. Yeah. Really I think dumb. the first time my parents visited me up here, we went shopping in New Hampshire when I was still living in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and that I think blew their mind because my mom was like buying something, and then like she did the math, and she was like, "Wait, what? Like I should have been extra." So like, no. You bought that for that price. That's it. Mostly sales tax, I think, like, um, also comes into play with, like, restaurants and stuff, too, right? Like, Yeah. Like, there's yeah. always like, a tax or something. Right. right. I don't really look. I just pay what they tell me to pay. Just with it. 
honestly, like I always round up anyway. No, in my mind, I round up. Yes, that's what I do. Yeah. Like if I have a cart full of grocery items, for example, I will literally, no matter what they are, I'll literally go like five, 10, 20. Yes, 30, 30. I still and do that. I just do that in my head and then I'm like, okay. And then when I spend less, like say I have seven items, I'm like, okay, when I spend less than $70 on these seven items, I'll be happy. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I go to Whole Foods and I buy four items and it still comes out to $120, but because I, I, in my head, it was like, this is going to be at least $230. I bet I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. I saved. This is wonderful. Yeah. The best Whole Foods experience I ever had though was when I was in London. So by the theater that I was performing in, uh, there was a Whole Foods and I would stop there all the time. And it was probably because, I mean, it was real money. It was my own money that I converted to pounds, but yeah. it felt like plate money because I was like, this is, I can't use this in my country. So yep. Yep. that's like when I went to the airport and I had extra money, I was like, well, if I go back and I convert it, it's going to be nothing. So I was like, I'm going to buy books. And I bought like 16 books in the airport. And I was like, it's just Monopoly money once I get on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, completely. I have some Canadian um, money from when we went on our honeymoon. And I just like have it in my wallet because I was like, oh, I'll go back to Canada. That's easy. Like, yeah. have I been back? No. <laughs> I'll go back to Canada probably in 2020. that's what we said literally we're like (laughs) we'd love to go back it'd be great well you did didn't you pass by it in epcot it's 2021 yeah that's true i wonder if that works if you can use some stuff can you imagine you probably go to the people who are from canada and be like can you take this do you want this here's a donation here's your tip here i'll tip you Right. right i mean when i was a kid it was fun like my parents had euros from their trips and stuff but like yeah but now it's like when you're an adult, you're like, am I really going to go to the bank to exchange this pound into like three dollars, three American dollars? No. Nope. So I'm going to use it. But nope. yeah, that's the one place where I went to Whole Foods and didn't feel like I was spending a lot because I was like, well, I budgeted for more than I needed when I was here. So, so here done. we go. And I need to eat before rehearsal. I got to fuel up. Mm-hmm. That was always like a thing with me too, like before rehearsals. Just being like, I need to eat. Yep. Crap. I sat in my dorm room for too long. I need to like I fig I need to figure something out to eat. And it was always like a mad dash to figure out what random yeah. thing cobble together to bring to rehearsal or eat like five seconds beforehand. That's where like theater as a sport came into play. Well, because it kinda is, but like that's I was I felt like I was always carbo loading. I was like, pasta, bread, I need it, I need it. Cause I'm gonna go I'm gonna be in rehearsal from like seven to 11 and then I have to stay up to write 14 papers until 5 a.m. which is my yoga class so I gotta go <laughs> no I know I was one of those people grapefruits that literally figured out a way to make pastina in an, ele- in an electric tea kettle <laughs> like I was like I don't like the do stuff what you that- gotta do yeah but I didn't I didn't want the cafeteria food sometimes I just wanted pastina <laughs> that's what I wanted yeah. Yep. You know, when you're not allowed to have stuff in your dorm room, but you do it anyway. Right. Because you right. got to make grilled cheese. Listen, when you want a grilled cheese as a college student, you want a grilled cheese. And sometimes the pub isn't open and the cafe isn't open and no one wants to drive you to White Plains. Yeah. So you have a grilled cheese maker in your dorm room 
and you make one. Yep. And then you forget to unplug it, and then you smell extra cheese that was on there, burnt on. Then you turn uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a built-in. My favorite thing. Right. Exactly. My favorite thing to do, especially like on a Saturday, was yeah. I would go in the morning, scan my card. I would bring a bunch of books. And I would sit there, and I would have all my meals, and I would basically just sit in the cafe all day. And it was the best, because I would claim a table, and then people would come, they would eat, and then they would, like, leave. And mm-hmm. I would be working and stuff, and I'd get my lunch, and then I'd work, and I'd get dinner. It was the best. I didn't do it all the time, but there were a couple Saturdays where I would just sit in there. It was the yeah. best. I loved it. So, I, I do miss that. I miss... I miss... That's the part of college where I miss is, like, I think we talked about this before, where, like, you have all your friends, they're in close proximity, and you can like literally walk to their apartment, their room, mm-hmm. or you can meet the calf, and you're like, you're an adult, but like it's still like in this weird bubble. So like you're making adult decisions, but like you're still for the most part you're on this campus and you're just yeah. like your thing. Yeah. Um, miss that part. And also of, like just walking into I miss that too, but like also just walking into the cafeteria and like looking around and knowing that you'll find somebody to sit with that you know because we went to a, a small enough college where you pretty much knew a, a good decent amount of people and chances right. especially were, when you were doing multiple majors like us like well, you knew yeah. a bunch of people exactly and i also never roomed with anybody who was in well courtney was a dance major but like right. aside from that um i like freshman year like i didn't room with anybody who was theater or english so I had to kind of like branch out and I had like that friend group too, which whatever. <laughs> we won't go there. That's all we'll say about that. We won't go there. If any of you listen to the, to this piece of grapefruit, if you're a grapefruit and you were in that friend group, whatever. All if you're I'm... a grapefruit and you went to school with us and you were not in that friend group, chances are you know what she's talking and referencing. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we won't yeah. talk about that. No, it, grapefruits that are listening and are like totally confused nothing traumatic or terrible happens to me don't worry no no though one time i was in the pool because i don't know why you were in that pool i thought that was just for the aqua tots we went that pool was used by manhattanville students yeah we went at night one time for i don't know i don't i don't know we definitely didn't sneak in because it was open but it was like at night. I have to set the scene. Wait. So grapefruits at the back end of our school, behind, like in the back part of the campus. Like our campus was massive because we also had uh, a Korean foreign exchange like school there, like a Korean school there. So it was massive. In the back part of our campus, um, we had this. That's where the dance studio was. So a lot of dance and theater majors spent a lot of time in there. This building was also an athletics building. And it always smelled like chlorine because there was a pool in it. And it smelled like sweat because there was that's where the gym was. And so, like, people, I mean, there was, it was just, it was a weird dichotomy, right? Because it was either, like, I feel like theater kids or athletes, which is great. Or but it was, children. like, very, or children because the Aquatots would swim on Thursdays. Yep. So, it always smelled like chlorine. So, yep. like, just picture, it was always sweaty and smelly and just damp in there. Mm-hmm. So, you went into this building for fun. Yeah, I think there was drinking involved, which should not mix with swimming, and I shouldn't admit to this, but I was not doing, I, okay, 
I will say this, and I'm not just saying this to like cover my own butt, but like I, my parents allowed me to drink when I was younger, like whether it be an Italian thing or an Irish thing or, or nothing to do with anything, but just my dad, uh, my dad always would say like, I don't want you girls to go to college and like be those like crazy right. wild people who are like dancing on tables and stuff like that. Like if you want to have a beer. We did that because we were doing rent. Like, yeah. We did that because we were reenacting La Bohème. Like, La Bohème. So. Exactly. Um, but he was like, if you want to have a beer, if you want to try a beer, like I would like we would have you know pool parties at my house like I was not a crazy party kid to begin with even in high school so for me like it would be like four of my closest girlfriends we would sit around my pool we'd have like one Mike's hard lemonade I was gonna say Bartles and James wine coolers like that's what it was yeah like not was your mom like I'm a cool mom she's like she she would like just be like, yeah, you guys can have one if if all of the parents are, like, okay with it. And then we'd all sleep there. This is when I was, like, 17, 18. Like, we were about yeah. to go to college. But, um, you know, not, like, a raging house party where there's drugs and alcohol. Like, I didn't right. even see marijuana until I was, like, a sophomore or junior in college. Like, I literally – we didn't do that. I didn't do that in, in high school. Um, and certainly nothing in middle school. But, like, you know, I, I tried wine, like – with my Italian relatives, like I just, it, it didn't phase me in college. I wasn't like one of those people that needed to get drunk or like wasted right. or anything like that. Um, and I also don't like how I feel when I'm wasted. Mm-hmm. So like if you accidentally, cause that happens to everyone, right? Like you, you've kind of figured it out in college, like, okay, if I drink too much and then you stand up and you realize like, Oh crap, I'm right. drunk. That's right. the worst. Um, and then the next day you're like, crap, I don't feel good. Cause I also didn't eat. I only just kept drinking. And the drinks that we or would sometimes you do the best writing you've ever done in your life. Bingo. Yes. But the drinks that I would drink in college were disgusting. Like I would never drink them now. Like whiskey and grape soda. Like what was I do? whiskey and orange soda. I know. Who because does that? But those they were the only That's when they would turn to be like he's a serial killer. But there are no there were no miss See, it makes sense for me because I have weird food combos, but like that is disgusting. Like it doesn't taste good at all. And it's just syrup. It's like sugary, like it can't be good for you. This is why I'm at the dentist all the time. This is, this is why I'm realizing it. I have a dead person's bone in my face right now. (laughs) I am, I am literally, (laughs) I'm literally like coming to terms with it. This is why. Anyway, so we snuck into the pool. Um, and I don't remember exactly who was with me. Um, I was not there. I was not invited. I, it was not Matt. Um, it was like. Still living at home. It was like six or seven of us. And we just went in to the pool. It was open. It wasn't that, that late at night. It was probably like eight o'clock at night. So like the center was still open and whatever. And we went in. And we had our bathing suits and whatever. And we went in and we went swimming. But I remember somebody got injured because they couldn't swim and, like, oh. well, they got hit in the face with a kickboard. And they got a bloody nose. And then they had to go to the health center. And that was not good. No. So then you had to explain to them why you were in your bathing suits, why you were wet, why this person was bleeding. Yep. Got it. You didn't get in trouble because, like, it was open. Yeah. So I just I was, didn't know, like, I don't, like, do we have a swim team? Like, I don't even know. I have no idea. Why do we have the pool? Was it just for the aquatots? 
<laughs> it's just through the Aquatots. And there probably was like a senior citizen thing. Which like at the time, I mean, the kids were cute, whatever. But like at the time, I remember being like, oh my God, why are there children here? But now if I saw them, I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute. Yeah, absolutely. Get older. Yeah. It's like a different appreciation. But mm-hmm. there's also at the nothing- time, I remember being like, can you get out of my way? I'm, I'm a trained actor. I need to get to class. I know. I'm paying a lot of money to be a thespian. Get out of my way, child. I took those that like way too seriously. Also, like I, yeah. Also, there's nothing like going into that freaking dance studio and having it be 85 million degrees in there for no reason. No one has socks on, and it smells like cheese. No one had socks on, and you're hungover. It's eight o'clock in the morning, and you Mm -hmm. first you're hit with the smell of chlorine, like then sweat. Then there's like some random person at the vending machine before you get into the dance studio. And then you're like, all right, take your socks and shoes off. And you're like, oh, and everything's like, okay. And today we're going to be doing contact improv. We're going to be flipping around people. Or we're going to be sprinting back and forth. That was my least favorite class. I have to say, like, it made no sense to me at all. Didn't understand. Wait, contact improv. Yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah, I did. Couldn't pay me enough. I was like, no, no, I'll do everything else. I was a little foggy on like what the uh, prerequisites were when I signed up for certain things. Like I thought we were supposed to take that and modern in addition to ballet. No, I took modern dance and that was it. That fulfilled my dance requirement. And I feel like that was enough. I think, or maybe they were like, after seeing me in modern dance, they were like, that's enough. You can, that's all you need to do. I took ballet and no, I took contact improv. I, I think I dropped modern um, because I just didn't need to. Because you didn't want to do this? I was good. That's good. The, oh, my favorite dance was like, remember the one where they would like take something and then push it away? Yeah. Remember that dance move? That was like in all the dance concerts. All of them. All of them. Nope. I did dance in a senior thesis, though. That was a big deal. You did. I did. And I I never understood. Even to the day of the performance, I was like, why am I here? Who (laughs) chose this? I can't even do a flat back. Do you know what was really great? Was any time that any of the teachers were like, Matt will do it. Like, literally, like, it happened Mm -hmm. so often. Like, you need an extra Oh, that still happens to this day. Oh, Matt will do it. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, This, that still happens to this day. And that's what I love about community theater. But, like, I think the last big musical production I was in, mm-hmm. I, like, had, like, 40 different set changes I was helping with. And yep. they were like, who can do this? They're like, oh, me. I'm on the other side of the stage. But that's fine. I'll figure it out. I'll do it. I love it. I love doing it. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, Manhattanville was because I was one of the, like, one of the few men in the program. Yeah. Um. And one of the few men that could grow a full beard. So usually a lot of it was like, Matt can play this old man. Mm-hmm. Because yep. he looks old. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Not yep. to mention that you stole all the roles that I wanted because I had long hair and I could make I could make it into a beard. It's true. And I just because... I'm still upset with you about it. I know. I know. Although in Caesar, though, I didn't have a beard. Speaking of this sure. week, Ides of March just happened. And when I played Brutus, I did not have a beard. Yep. That's true. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm always asked to do weird things at my dance studio that I work at because I'm the theater person. And I literally, like, if they have, oh, these dancers have a quick change. Well, throw Sam on stage. Put her in a fisherman's outfit. And, like, <laughs> it, like, I can't even Sam, tell just you. flail your body around for a little bit while they these kids care. get ready. They're like, oh, the next scene is going to be like a little tap number where kids are doing something from anything goes. So can you be a fisherman? I had literally looked like the Gordon's Fisherman um, last a couple years ago. And then like, oh, can you do Dude Looks Like a Lady? That Can you do the intro to that and be Mrs. Doubtfire? Sure. No problem. Can you be Norman Bates' mom? Done. Easy. Fine. Got it. I got you. I do like the trust because I was in, uh, funnily enough, another production of The Winter Sale. And I played the same character, except it was 10 years after we had done it, which was crazy. But the director trusted me so much that at a certain point, he wasn't cutting a lot of it. And a lot of that stuff is so extra. There's just a lot of Shakespeare that does not need to be said because he just said the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So he trusted me enough to cut things, though, as long as it worked. And I was like, cool. This mon- this like three-page monologue, and now turn it into a paragraph. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. So sometimes the trust helps. For sure. For sure. For sure. This just brought us from a three-hour play to an, an hour-and-a-half play. Here we go. You're welcome. Can I say except you're welcome? Exactly. Lynn with the bops. Lena? Lynn with the bops. Lynn, he's got the bops. Got and the I bops. can't wait. Finally, I mean, I'm waiting for In the Heights. Coming. I want the film to happen. Speaking of HBO Max, they are releasing all of those movies, like... The Godzilla and King Kong movie, the In the Heights movie, uh, a whole bunch of them. Look it up later, or now, or whenever. Um, HBO Max is releasing Can you like, homework. Yeah, a new a new movie every month. So, and it'll release same day as theaters. Oh, uh, Dune. Dune was the one. Oh yes. With Which I do want to see. Okay. I have. I have to say though, I've tried multiple times in my life like three times at this point to read the book and i can't i get through 60 pages and i'm like i'm done i've never even so so i don't know i have never seen the original yeah i am excited i do like the cast in this remake um but i i keep trying to watch the film and i can't i can't so all right june june 17th no argentina that was in argentina all right i'll figure it out i'll look it up I love In the Heights. Hot take. I like In the Heights better than Hamilton. I, hot take, still haven't seen Hamilton. That's fine. Maybe. Why don't you play Ant-Man and Hamilton at the same time and see if there's weird parallels? <laughs> Finally, I made Sam spit out her water. Yes. She does it all the time to me. Mm-hmm. See if there's like weird mashups that could oh. happen. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I know a lot of the Hamilton music. I'm just not, I'm not like a huge rap fan and I'm not, I understand that it's more than that and I need to just like buckle down and watch it and I'll probably love it. But I just like different style stuff, I guess. Usually. I watched it twice. Yeah. I watched it the first time because I'd never seen the show. The second time though, I enjoyed it more because I watched it for the theatrical elements and how they like, how they created pictures, how they move things. Mm-hmm. So like maybe watch it from a technical aspect from yeah. because from a technical theater aspect, 
it's mind-blowing what they do yeah. with some of the things. Like, yeah. there's the song The Hurricane, and the way they create the hurricane using just props and humans mm-hmm. is amazing. So it's just very cool, and it's very seamless. So that's a cool way to watch it if that helps. I don't know. Yeah, I do want to watch it. It's just that, like, I never – it's never, like, a priority to me. But then, like, all mm-hmm. of my students love it so much that they're like, are you kidding me? You still haven't seen it? Oh, my God. So they, like, heckle me about it every week. So I probably will one of these days watch it, I guess. But... We'll watch it when I come visit. Okay. We won't. That's okay. <laughs> um, I also, I did watch, though, the trial of the Chicago 7. And yeah. um, I don't remember if we spoke about this or not. But I, I thought it was going to so. be. You didn't really enjoy it, right? Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was going to be about something different um than it was like i thought it was gonna be like chicago deep dish pizza yeah (laughs) no i thought i don't know i thought they were gonna like show more this is like my running thing that i have a problem with i I thought they were gonna give us more i wanted 17 hours and they gave me two and a half i didn't like it um no i i thought that the performances were good i thought the acting was good um i thought it was just a little boring i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be I thought it was a little slow and yeah that gives you the idea I see what you're doing I see what you're doing Aaron Sorkin but like oh it was like me I'm not doing anything oh I see what you're doing as a filmmaker Aaron Sorkin where you're trying to like make us feel like we're in that hundred day trial and it's dragging on and on and on I don't want it give me the facts tell tell me what happened the judge though I didn't know that the judge was like so batshit crazy um, oh. So that that character um, development was very interesting. So okay. that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll never watch it again. I don't need to. I have no desire to watch it. So you don't need to. It's fine. Okay. Good. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. But however, something you you have been watching and you need to tell me about now is the Secrets of the Sulphur Springs on Disney Plus. It's so good. Um, is it is the secret the sul- that sulphur smells like rotten eggs? No. Oh, okay. It has nothing to is do with. It- does it have to do with Denmark? So someone's like, something's rotten in the state of Denmark. And they have to figure out what it is? No. Oh. It's about this kid. And he... Um, this kid named Sulphur. Yeah. No, uh, this kid named Griffin. He is uh, a new kid at this school. It has nothing to do with his school at all. His dad and mom move him from somewhere. And th- that doesn't matter at all. Um his dad wants to fix up this old hotel that he used to go to summer camp at. Okay. And so they move the family in and it's like this haunted kind of like spooky thing. You'll really, you, you would really like it a lot. What is appealing to me is that it is only 20 minutes long, that it is absolutely marketed to kids because it's a Disney channel show. And so it's not actually scary, but it is quite suspenseful. Um, is there blood and gore? No blood and gore. Um, Ugh, what? There, there is a possible ghost. We don't know what has happened. And there's yeah, also... Welcome to my life. There's a and possible there's, ghost. That's my autobiography. There's also some uh, time travel elements. And that's all I'll yeah. say to you. Because right. you should watch it. Because there's only seven episodes so far. They release them every week. And they're only 20 minutes long. So, like, 20 minutes is nothing for an episode, you know? True. I mean, that okay, maybe, maybe. 
I haven't really ventured on. I really, I, my poor Disney Plus is like, oh, he's here. Oh, just for 30 minutes. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Right. Um, yeah. I can't I, talk right now. I'm doing Marvel things. That's mm-hmm. me. I'm my Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, well, Winter Soldier and Falcon comes out, or Falcon and Winter Soldier, however they're. Friday. Friday. I'm getting my vaccine and I'm going to watch Winter Soldier and Falcon. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Oh my Falcon, God. So many things Soldier. are happening Friday. 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 I get paid. It's going to be great. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that that song isn't a song anymore, by the way. It's that- Friday. That song is also old. I think that song came out when we were in college. Mm-hmm. I think you're That's, right. We, we are getting there. We are getting up there. Yep. It's so true. Think about it. The next pandemic will probably be in a higher age bracket. <laughs> hey. Anyone listening just now just had a mild heart attack. But they're like, the next pandemic? Yeah. You never know. You never know. We are living through history right now. We are. It's all happening. Yes. Have you ever listened to Bring It On the musical? What? Yeah, oh, Have yeah. Have you ever listened oh, yeah. to Bring It On? That's another Lynn Manuel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda. What a Lynn- guy. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Marimba. Marimba. <laughs> My favorite sound on TikTok right now is the Wendy Williams trying to say Dua Lipa. And she says, Dua Peep. And then she goes, I can't. What? <laughs> she walks off. It's my favorite thing. Uh, I love you... it so much. She's oh, so man. unapologetically her. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. She's great. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about? Probably. Tell me about CVS Jail. Okay, so... Grapefruits. I, um, I've been trying to secure vaccines for people that are eligible. I want everyone to know I am not gaming the system. I am not trying to help anybody who does not deserve to have a vaccine. But I feel like it's something that I am somehow good at. Good at. <laughs> I'm very good at it because I am up until three o'clock in the morning, and CVS and Rite Aid drop their like larger quantities of appointment times around those times, um, sometimes at four o'clock in the morning, sometimes at six o'clock in the morning. And I'm eligible and Nick is eligible. So I was like, I would love, and my mom is eligible. So I was like, I'd love to get appointments because we're eligible. Like, you know, we're on like every single wait list and whatever. And I understand that some people who live in New York or, or Connecticut or Massachusetts or New Hampshire or Maine or wherever, like you're maybe not eligible yet, but like New Jersey has a lot of groups open right now. Right. Um, so again, not gaming the system or anything like that, but just uh, log in at the right time. I'm able to just like type in the stuff really fast and somehow get the vaccine appointments. I've had success doing this. Um, but again, this Facebook group that I found, there are people who are helping older people or people who are like less tech savvy get appointments um, so I think it's a really nice way of paying it forward and doing something that matters or like feeling like fulfilled in some sort of way to help out, um, volunteer your time to, to help others. Because once all of us are vaccinated, hopefully we can kind of like start slowly doing some more normal things, um, which would be nice. Right, and again, right. like the vaccine is not foolproof against, right. You still have to wear your mask. You still have to be careful. 
Um, there are different strains out there that it might not protect against. I'm I'm also like wondering as like a complete lay person, are we going to have to get the COVID um, vaccine every year, just like the flu shot? Like, is that how that's going to work? Like, I don't know. They don't know uh, yet. Yeah. They don't know yet. But um, that might but be science. CVS. Um, apparently, if you refresh your browser too many times, they put you on like lock down your thing and you can't go on it anymore to check for times. And so I went onto the Facebook group and I was like, hey, what does this mean when you get this like technical glitch error? And like for like within 30 seconds, there were like 45 comments on my thing. And it was like, haha, you're in CVS jail. You're in CVS jail. You can't get out. You have 24 hours and they put you in CVS jail. And then like it, that was really like, thanks, what, Karen. Yeah, it, basically, I was like, I'm new to this. I don't know. I just thought you just like hit refresh a bunch of times and then you'd get what you get um and you don't get upset yeah i don't know i'm yeah you're out of cvs jail now i'm out of jail for those of you not watching she is not in jail she is not broadcasting from behind bars Mm -mm. she's not there i almost went to jail i almost went to jail because of my car registration uh this year i i went to cvs jail like i don't know how many there might be a netflix documentary in her future and they're going to interview me and be like when did you know i'm like honestly i've probably known all along um but yeah yeah i've probably known all along she (laughs) she always played honestly the first day i met her i was like yeah i need to make her my friend because she might kill me (laughs) i gotta watch out for this one yeah i'm gonna Uh, keep her in my line of eyesight at all times Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a funny thing too, Grapefruits, is that in college, I was, I don't know how it started, where it started, it was probably Kestrel's fault, but like, I was always <laughs> called like a creeper or like the creepy character person, because I would just like sit in the corner somewhere and not say anything, and just like backstage, you know, and like would just stare at someone until they like noticed that I was creepily staring at them. I'm also very small. Wait, so you don't so, know how people called you a creeper, but you just admitted to purposely trying to creep people out. Yeah, okay, no, cool, I, did, cool, cool, cool. I did do I did do that. Yeah, of course. But like you I were would also like, like I mean you're a small petite person, so sometimes you would also sneak up on someone. All the time. And I would I, turn around and be like, I didn't know you were there. Yeah, all the time. But I'm really good at being quiet and like very still. So I would just like do that to people all the time. Or I'd be like in the costume rack and like I'd fit in there. So yep. someone would go to like get their costume and I would be in their costume, like in the hangar. <laughs> I did it. You have to understand something. It's not to, it wasn't just Sam. Like all of us acted this way. Sam was just better at it. <laughs> but like we all acted this way because, again, most of us were taking more credits than we were probably legally allowed to. Always. And we were on like running off of two hours of sleep per week. And so. Yep. By the time we got to rehearsals or by the time we got to performances or even just the weekend, we were just nuts. Like we were just crazy. And we were all so close to each other and so comfortable with each other that we just didn't like I would openly try to make people at a certain point. This is so bad. This is bad actor, actor like etiquette. But like I would totally be backstage trying to make people laugh on stage like all the time, just doing ridiculous things. Absolutely. 100%. Happened all the time. But yeah, probably I because know. I didn't know where I was at that point. I was like, "What are we doing? Oh, we're doing Shakespeare." Wait, there's I, an audience here. <laughs> I still cannot conceptualize that 
we did all that we did and how we memorized lines or or wrote papers. Had time. Or, had the time to do any of it. I don't remember anything that I wrote in college. I have to like find some yeah. of the stuff and like read it because I have no idea. My senior thesis, I know what it was on. I know what I wrote, but like I have no I've idea. I've done some shows that I've done before. Like Frizz is the, the winter sale. Did yeah. it twice. I played the same character. Yeah. And I was reading stuff and I was like, I didn't say this. What this is a different play than the one I did in college. Like yeah. I don't remember any of this. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Literally insane. And I also memories. memories Sorry, but... my alarm is going off because I have to log my Mordor miles. All right. Nerd so, alert. I'm sorry. I know, seriously, nerd alert. <laughs> I'm trying to walk to Mordor. I have 1400 miles to go i've been walking every day twice a day since well i've been starting to log them since february mm-hmm. i got a long way to go mm-hmm. actually i gotta go bye yeah i know we have nothing else to talk about anyway so we can go <laughs> my phone was like you need to get off you gotta get that was like your i am done talking to sam <laughs> i got i gotta go i can't okay. i gotta go i'm also hungry so I gotta go. I gotta go that's eat. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're gonna be up until three a.m. trying to get COVID appointments, yeah, for people, I, I would, I would love for you to get me one. I can't right now. New Hampshire's like, no, don't even ask us until May. Mm-hmm. Which fair, fair. I get why. Yeah. But, no, for sure. Well, it's funny because like somebody was like, "Oh, can you get me an appointment?" And I was like, "Are you eligible?" And they were like, no. And I was like, then I can't get you an appointment. Do you want me to lie for you? Like, no. I'm not doing that crap. Right. You insane. Right. You're eligible. Get out of here. Fine. Leave. Right. Get out. (laughs) Leave. Right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jojo. That's also also an old song. Oh, my God. I know. Matt's having a... Quarter life crisis right now. I'm having not even. It's like a third life crisis. Sure. Well, maybe I'm just evaluating your life to be like super long. Maybe. Maybe. You know. That's why when everyone like sees my quarter tattoo and I tell them that I got it when I was 25, they're like, "What if you don't live to 100?" I was like, "Well, 25 will still always be a quarter of 100." Yeah. So there. So there. And now I have to at least live to 100, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't know. I I don't know either. I don't know what I'm talking about, but we don't want to give away any more of this bakery. No. We've got, like, a large order of Irish soda bread to deliver tomorrow. Like, we. So much. We can't. I hate Irish soda bread, by the way. I can't stand it. Really? Yeah, don't like it. Oh, Okay. We can't get into that now. No. I just we'll like talk it. about that for in our 20 minutes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think that's how you're a serial killer. Maybe. <laughs> not the fact that I... I knew when she said she didn't like soda bread. That's mm-hmm. what it was. It's not the fact that I sleep with socks on. <laughs> Either. Mm-hmm. This is putting a lot of thoughts in my head. I know. I'm glad we're friends. <laughs> that's good. Me too. I'm glad we are friends. I am safe. Hopefully. For now. (laughs) 
Um, Never. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to awkwardly continue to try and end the episode. <laughs> and and um, we'll end it by, by what Matt always says. A one, a two, a three. No, that's 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 just your roll pop. Mm-hmm. Ow, commercial. No, I always say peace, love, grapefruit. That's the one. We'll see you next week, grapefruits. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.